Blog Talk Radio. www.theclowntimes.net and you can find me on Facebook um, had a rather hilarious picture of uh, well actually a meme of Robert Griffin III uh, after his latest beat down um, at the hands of the Detroit Lions preseason action uh, prayers to him and Redskins Nation by the way but anyway um, you can find me on Facebook just do a search in the upper left hand corner search windows for the Clown Times again this cost of a K you can find me there as well. Um, tonight is a makeup podcast uh, preview of the New York Giants part of 2015 NFL Superfan Series, excuse me, where the technical gods were not good to me. Uh, so there's a lot of issues with that. Thank you all for tuning in to last week's. And so that was with um, the creator of Sports Fusion Sports Blog, also a contributor to WEEI 93.7 in the New England area. Pamela Michelle, she's a big Giants fan. She's one of my Twitter buddies. Uh, but uh, she's not on the podcast right now. So if she's not able to make it tonight, I, you know, I had to ask her to notice earlier. Uh, so if she's not able to join me, then I just have to fly solo, which is fine with me because. In addition to being a big-time Steelers fan, you know, I'm originally from New York, so I, I got the Giants in my heart as well. So I um, had lots of thoughts on the Giants for last year, lots of thoughts about the Giants for this year. So this won't be long, so let's just get started. Uh, <clears throat> um, a lot of things were wrong for the 2014 New York Giants. I'll start there first. Uh, basically, as far as injuries go, whatever went wrong, could go wrong, went wrong. I mean, we didn't have I mean, the Giants didn't have an, an, an offensive line to speak of. The running game was almost non-existent. Uh, just to give you an idea, the average the uh, the leader rusher for last year was Andre Williams, who was a Heisman finalist from Boston College. Good player, good college player, but 
he rushed for 721 yards, averaging just 3.3 yards a pop. Um, so, again, and, and also uh, Rashad Jennings was second leading rusher at 639 yards, but only at 3.8 yards a pop and only four touchdowns. So, again, uh, there was no running game, which meant that Eli Manning had all the pressure on him. Um, even though he did statistically have a great year, throwing for over 4,400 yards and uh, 30 touchdowns and to only 14 picks, so not bad. Not bad at all for Mr. Eli Manning, but whenever you're one-dimensional, I don't care how good your quarterback is, I don't care how your receiving corps are, which we'll get to that momentarily, um, you're destined for failure every single time. Speaking of receivers, uh, of receivers, the one big bright spot for the Giants last year was one Odell Beckham Jr. Um, he basically had thirteen hundred over thirteen hundred yards receiving, um, and that was only uh, that was only a portion of the season because he was going for the first four games of the season, and you know it was just amazing to see um, Odell Beckham Jr. just blow up a spot like that. We all can remember what he did against the Dallas Cowboys at MetLife Stadium with that incredible one-handed catch on Sunday Night Football. Amazing. Totally amazing. That was the rest of the world being introduced to the rest of the sports world being introduced to Beckham Jr. And to think that he was at LSU where they had, where they perpetually had no quarterback play whatsoever, and he blew up the spot the way he did last season just goes to show you how talented this brother is and expect bigger things for him out of him this season. Also, um, you know, Ruby Randall came alive last year, had 71 receptions for 938 yards, three touchdowns, catches. And this is without an injured Victor Cruz for the vast majority of the season. So as far as, you know, everything goes, you know, as far as Cruz goes, he's going to be back this year. And he's looking healthier. So look the bleep out, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Look the bleep out because a crew, with, a receiver crew consists of Beckham, Randall and Victor Cruz lights out. So basically, offensively, as long as they have Victor Cruz back healthy, as long as they get some type of offensive line to protect Eli and to get a running game, a consistent running game, that will even help Eli even more, I think the Giants will be a lot better offensively. I really do. And this is, and, and again, and, and, and this, and, you know, consider the fact that Eli had to learn a totally different offensive system of the new offensive coordinator last season. Uh, it still balled out the way it did. Again, 4,410 yards passing, 30 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. He just needs to be protected so that he wouldn't be playing hero ball and, you know, he'll have some, you know, some help, you know, in the form of running game. Defensively, the Giants were decent. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, they, they, I mean, they didn't set the world on fire. They could have been better. I mean, even though I did like the play of one um, Jamil McLean, who led the team in tackles last season, 116 tackles. Uh, and speaking of which, to save the day <laughs> is my friend Pamela Michelle. So, Pam, thank you for joining me, and thank you for saving me in this podcast. How are you? You're welcome. I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> okay, so you heard me riff about your beloved Giants, and and and, and thankfully the tech guys are holding it up so far. 
So, given all what I just said, we, I know we talked about it last week before the tech guys like interrupted things. Thank you very uh-huh. much, Wall Talk Radio. Um, what are your thoughts again on on the on the Giants or, how, or what they did last year and the injuries that beset them and anything else that could possibly go wrong for them last year? Um, I really try not to think about last season. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I mean That's the thing fair. is, it it's so it's so strange to me just because I really feel like obviously every season's different, and mostly it, it's I'm trying to figure out how to word it. It's so different than it was <laughs> 20 years ago, where sure. when you and I mean I can't speak really, because I don't really remember football 20 years ago very well. Of course. But, You're a young lady, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's different. And, I, and the only reason why I say that is just because 20, 25 years ago, when you ended the season, the chances are most of your team was returning, with the exception yeah. of maybe some people retiring. I mean, for the most part, teams stayed together as a core. And now with this new age NFL, I mean, you have teams that shuffle players all over the place. And Mm -hmm. it's very rare now for a team to even stay together. And when a team returns to training camp, has 60% of their players returning. I mean, it's, it's so crazy. So I almost feel like each season is the end of a chapter of sorts just because yes. a new one always seems to open up and begin with the shuffling of so many different players. Right. Right, I hear you. So basically, based on that, um, you know, with, 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 with what happened last year, that's a, last time I'm going to say the, the phrase last year, I promise. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know you're dealing with therapy and all that, but it's all good. So now that Peyton, I'm, I'm sorry, not Peyton, but Eli Manning in the second year of this new offensive system. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he played, he passed over 4,400 yards last season with 30 touchdowns on the 14 picks. Yeah. Um, and with, with but his people only remember the interception. That's all, yeah, that's I mean, all that people remember. And that's like when I had said that to you last week, you were just like, you looked up the numbers and you were like, damn. Exactly. You're right. It's, the numbers exactly. don't lie, but done. people's <laughs> eyes are lying to them. <laughs> it's like. Right. What the numbers are showing you is so different than what your eyes are seeing because I had even made that mistake and I'm just like, God damn it, Eli. Like, you're a football player. Like, why the hell can't you grasp this? And it's so frustrating. It really was. It was so frustrating. It's like to the point where it's it's like, fine, the jersey's going back into the closet until you can prove that you that I should wear it. That's kind of right. how I felt. And then I kind of looked and I thought, I was like, you know what? It wasn't as bad as it appeared. And that's not like the Giants fan of me talking. That's sports analyst in me sure. just breaking that down. And I think I think what happened, what is going to help too is, is that and right. the O-line has been addressed to where it should be better and this is his second year in McAdoo's system. So, I mean, I'm hoping that it's going to be pulled together. Right. I really think that, you know, 
Victor Cruz not being there last year for a full season at all, I think hurt Eli a little bit sure. because they do yeah. have a chemistry. Yeah, and, a blanket. Yeah, I mean, he, he is. I mean, I took it with my fantasy football team this year. I usually make it a point not to take my New York Giants. I don't particularly like taking <laughs> Giant players in fantasy football, sure. but I, I took Victor Cruz this year just because I feel like with this new system and – I think it's going to be something that he flourishes in it. And the only reason why I say that is because I'm not saying that OBD, you know, is not going to do well. I think that right. Odell Beckham will, but I think that more defenses will be keying more on Odell Beckham than they are on Victor Cruz. I could be very wrong about that, but the, I think that with Odell Beckham drawing his attention, a lot of attention and he and he will get his passes. He will get his catches. He's going to get his touchdowns. But I think that, that it's just going to open up so many different opportunities for Victor Cruz, Ruben mm-hmm. Randall, and Larry Donald, too. I really think that even though mm. he benched himself for fantasy football, I do think that Donald actually might be a lot more viable than he was. He had a couple of good games last year and then seemed to sure. be faded out. But I think that this actually is going to help Donald as well. I I wouldn't say draft him and put him on your fantasy football team, but I think that he's going to, you know, benefit from both Victor Cruz and Odell Beckham being on the field as well. Yeah, because Larry Donald, I almost called him Neil O'Donnell (laughs) from the Steelers yesterday. I still hate his ass, by the way. Um, he had 63 receptions last year, to your point. Six touchdown receptions, a tight end. So, not a bad year yeah. at all for him. No. No. Mm, mm, exactly. So, so basically, offensively, I think you guys will be fine. As long as if Victor Cruz is back healthy, and it looks like he is. Yeah. Uh, as long as, I mean, I just, I'm still lukewarm on your running game. I mean, I, mean I, I like I know you schooled me on some knowledge, like like drop some knowledge last week on the running game, how much it could be improved. But yeah, I'm, I'm still a little. Their running I'm game is a weak point. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, so, your featured back is Rashad Jennings. That mm-hmm. doesn't make me all warm and fuzzy. Like it just doesn't. <laughs> he can't. I mean. If he's going to stay healthy for the full season, okay. But I, I still, like, I just, I don't consider him a premier. Like, I don't okay. consider him, like, a tiki barber. I don't consider, and I know it's a little bit of a different style of a running game, but, like, I just, I don't consider him to be very viable. Mm-hmm. He's not somebody that you mm-hmm. fear. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well. well I agree on that. He's. He's good. He's a good running yeah. back. But mm-hmm. I just feel like that has always been a position for the New York Giants that has been a stronger position. And I don't know if, you know, they felt that they could kind of, and this sounds terrible, but weaken that position mm-hmm. enough just to get by to keep defenses honest until they can open up their passing game. Yeah. And that's the thing because your point Genius average only, as I mentioned earlier before you joined us, uh, 3.8 yards a pop. That's not yeah. going to get it done. That's not going to no, get it done. No, it's not going so to. So they, they need help. 
Because Eli needs help. He needs help in the running game to take the pressure off him so he doesn't have to worry about playing any type of hero ball like he did at times last mm-hmm. year. And, you know, so that's if the running game comes together, it doesn't have to be spectacular, just an average. It is better than average. It has to be better than average. I mean, I yes. think that's a prime example. And that's why I think Vereen is going to help a lot more with the running game than people think. I think okay. that they're going to line him up to be able to catch passes out of the backfield, but it wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me if Shane Vereen kind of took a little bit more of that running back type role and mm. they utilized him a little bit more in that way because I actually think he is a better running back than Rashad Jennings. Mm. Interesting. I mean, Interesting. Look, what, look what happened with the running game in New England. I mean, New England has an average running game. And the games that they had really high, you know, numbers in the running game, they were playing good mm-hmm. defense. You know, when they're okay. going up against a decent defense, their running game is passable. You know, I mean, right. like Garrett Blunt is he's, – he's a good running back, but I still don't consider him top tier. Like, I don't consider him – somebody like a Jamal Charles or a Marshawn Lynch or a Le'Veon Bell. Sure. Like, those aren't names that you're going to put in with LeGarrette Blunt. You're just not. Right. But it's a good enough running game for New England for them to run the way they need to in order to let Tom Brady find Edelman or find Gronk. I kind of feel like that's how the Giants are operating up now. They just need to have a good enough running game where they don't need that you know, Ahmad Bradshaw, where they don't need that Tiki Barber. They don't need that top tier as long as they're going to be able to move the chains enough and then mm-hmm. to let Eli find his weapons because he has a lot of them. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. And that's the thing. <laughs> so the biggest wild card on offense is the running game. I agree with you yeah. with the offensive line getting better than healthier. I obviously disagree with you about your uh, receiving core. You know, no need to, re- to worry about Eli himself. But that mm-hmm. running game has to come together to make it all steam. You know what I mean? Because you yeah. can't afford to be one dimension for the second year in a row. Speaking of Eli. No. Speaking of Eli, um, would there be a contract extension done before the season? I, I mean, I know that they're haggling over the details right now, but, but well, what's the sales of that from your, from, from your vantage point? I I think that they would like to get something done before the beginning okay. of the season. Um, mm-hmm. I would I think within the next week or two we'll know a lot more just because the sides seem to be going back and forth. The biggest thing is is that there's so many big contracts now being given out in the in a contract for the NFL because NFL contracts are structured so differently than Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball, a player signs for $90 million, a player is getting $90 million. MLB contracts are very cut and dry. They're very simple. NFL contracts are so different. There are so many different components to them, and the two biggest words you could have in an NFL football player's contract are guaranteed money. And I think that that's what the sticky point is. And it does not help that Phillip Rivers, who has not won two Super Bowls, just got $65 million guaranteed in San Diego. And yeah. you, can't, you can't say that Eli's not thinking about that, thinking this is what I'm worth. 
And same draft class too. Yeah, same draft class too. I mean, Philip Rivers was supposed to be our quarterback, which I think is kind of funny. And it's like Eli was supposed to be in San Diego. Philip Rivers was right. supposed to be a giant. I mean, they traded afterwards and obviously Eli ended up with the Giants and Rivers is in San Diego. But when you look at and I'm not trying to knock Philip Rivers. Sure. But Eli has had if you're measuring success as far as Super Bowls, which in the end, I know that there are certain players that are exceptions to this rule and by exceptions to this rule, I'm talking about like Dan Marino and Jim Kelly. But for mo- for the mm-hmm. most part, players are measured in success of Super Bowls. And that is the that's the standard of their career. You play because you love the game, you play because passion for it, but in the end, every player who is in the NFL who steps on that field, their goal is to win as many Super Bowls as they possibly can. That is the pinnacle of their sport. And Eli has won two, and Philip Rivers mm-hmm. has won none. Right. He has not even exactly. gotten his team to the Super Bowl. And he is sitting with a nice contract with $65 million guaranteed. I don't blame Eli for that. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him for wanting to get his money. And I think now at the point where he's at in his career, unfortunately, when you're structuring this contract and giving him his money, you're paying him for right. past service. Exactly. That's the way it is. I mean, I mean, let's be honest about something here. I mean, well, but first of all, a lot of people bag on Eli saying that, you know, like that the two Super Bowl victories, you know, were based on fluky catches. I mean, I'm sure you heard it all before. Especially oh, of course. Like you, you I mean, when I go 90... to work and I say yeah, that I'm, I'm a Giants fan, it's like, oh, well, stick them. Oh, well, this. Oh, well, that. Well, guess what? Your players did not defend it either. Right. An extra hand go. in the face stops that catch. Right. Would you have right. gotten the penalty? Maybe. But isn't it worth it in the Super Bowl? It's the last game of the season. Isn't it worth a hand in the face to try not to get the call, to try to knock that ball away? Like, your defense let Eli, they let him get away. I mean, I know that he did this Houdini magic trick that he should not have gotten out of that tackle, but they didn't wrap him up either. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you want to put blame where it, is supposed to go, you can easily, every time Tom Brady walked off of that field in both of those Super Bowls, the Patriots have had the lead in that game and blew it. That's right. So it is no one's fault but (laughs) their defense for not doing their job. Right. Go, girl. You go, girl. Tell them. Tell those fools. (laughs) Tell those fools what's up. Seriously. Seriously, it gets annoying for me, too. I know quite a few Patriots fans. That's all they did, God. I'm like, come on, are you serious? Yeah. Dude? You did lose well, the game. Well, they tell so themselves to make them feel yeah. better at night. That's how they go to sleep. <laughs> I guess so. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, like with the thumbs in the mouth. So, um, yeah. so, so speaking of which, so speaking of which, yeah, yeah. So, getting back to Eli, people like to say he's he's underrated. Some a lot of people say he's overrated. So, but who in the hell are the Giants going to get to play quarterback? They got to pay. Him. They have to pay him a quarter. They have. They just yeah. have to. That's that's the name of the game. So, I mean, especially to your point, 
that a guy in the same draft class, one Philip Rivers, only went to one league. I mean, so I'm sorry, the one conference championship game. Yeah, he gets 65 mil guaranteed. Of course, Eli's going to want more, and he should get more. He's what got through well, Super Bowl. He still has a couple end. more years left, too. And yes, that's the exactly. thing. It's like I, it, I find it so funny when they're like, "Oh, Eli's window's closing." I'm like, "No, I think you're confusing him with Peyton, whose window is like suffocating to stay open. Like Peyton right. Manning is suffocating to keep his window open right now." And I just find that I find it very funny. And I'm like, okay, I think you're talking about the wrong Manning because Eli is not as old as Peyton. Eli is younger than Peyton. He does have still at minimum a good four years left because he Mm -hmm. hasn't really gotten beaten up brutally like Peyton has on some of his teams. For the most part, within the last, within the, with the exception of probably. I would say last year and the year before, for the most part, that Giants offensive line has been good enough where Eli hasn't really gotten touched as many times. I mean, Peyton has been sacked far more times than Eli has. Right. 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 Exactly. So you got that. So, I mean, I, they, they have to pay. I, and, 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 you know, and I think they will. I, I yeah. think that. Eli may not be uh, flashy like Peyton, but he is. He's Mr. Consistency. He's Mr. Cool, yes. Calm, and Collective. Right. I think Jerry Reese is going to do the right thing and pay the man what he's worth. And, and I think yeah. Tom Cahoon was stumped on his behalf. So uh, mm-hmm. but we'll wrap this up here with a couple more items. Because uh, thank you, because you know, thanks again for for doing this on short notice. You know, so far so of good with, uh, with the technical side. So. How do you think the Giants will fare in 2015? What's give me your put up a shut up, put up a shut up uh, record on 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 your Giants? Um, you know, I I think hopefully <laughs> it and this this is very optimistic of me, but sure, I, I'm. I'm looking at probably maybe nine and seven. Wow. That's that's sort of what I'm looking at. I'm trying. Okay. And I, I only say that because they play Washington twice. And if you go to my if you go to my Twitter account at Sporty Diva, I yes. I love NFL memes, and I really found a really funny one that made me laugh, and I'm just like. I had to retweet this, and mm-hmm. it's just it's RG it's an RG3 meme, and it's like the Giants should get two wins just because they play the Redskins twice. So. <laughs> exactly, and I know what I think I know which meme you talk about. Um, so let's just let's just uh, take a look with this here. So I think you guys split with the Cowboys. I think you guys are split with the Giants. To your point, yeah. you guys should beat the hell out of the Redskins twice. So you, mm-hmm. you guys. Go go to Buffalo early in the year. You guys, uh, you guys don't have really well. Well, I take the back. Pictures, but you guys can picture. Mhm. Um, you guys, you know what? Shoot, you don't have it that hard of a schedule outside of. No, uh, really. That's know. why I don't think nine and seven is that unrealistic. Yeah, I mean, shoot. Just, just you know, it's one of the things that you examine once and look at it again and go, oh, damn, I didn't, I didn't realize this. The only, yeah, but the, the schedule outside, is not that tough. Right, right. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, outside of your divisional opponents, the toughest games you have, particularly the toughest games, are at New Orleans mm-hmm. and the Patriots at home. Yeah. That's. I think that's the only two, the trickiest games that you have on your schedule. You get the Panthers yeah. at home, and you know you get the Jets at home. Well, you got to share the share the same facility, but that's not here nor there. Yeah. But, it, it, but it's that's still Giant it. Stadium. Right. It's always going to be Giant Stadium. It's always going to be Giant Stadium. Uh, <laughs> the Little League team shouldn't be there. Oh, 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 oh fighting words. You know what's funny? I had a dude who was a Jets fan early on, like in, like late last week. I just like mm-hmm. kind of made fun of him a little bit about that. And, yeah, he was. <laughs> I always try. Uh, I always tell people. I always say that, and they're like, "No, it's MetLife." I'm like, "Before it was MetLife, it was Giant Stadium, and you still shared it. The reason why your name yeah. wasn't on it is because you. It's like you you really haven't been significant since Joe Namath was your quarterback. So just. <laughs> it's Ouch. okay. Ouch. The reason why it was Giant Ouch. Stadium, it wasn't New York kidding? Stadium. Right, and they're just sharing. It's, it's, I just always find it funny that they end up sharing the same with the Giants, but to hit him with yeah. the Joe Namath reference, not even Ken O'Brien. No. You know, <laughs> Boomer Esiason couldn't take you to the promised land. You know what I'm wow. saying? It's like Boomer Esiason wow. could do nothing for you. No quarterback has done anything for you. I mean, the only quarterback who's done anything for you has been Mark Sanchez to get you to the playoffs. That's saying right. something. You know what's funny? Did the did Brett Favre and them miss the playoffs? Like with Brett Favre's only year in, in, in New York? Did he miss the playoffs? I think he did. I think they might have. I think they might have been a one and done. I mean Brett but I mean, I don't even consider that to be Brett Favre just because obviously <laughs> he had nothing left in the tank. I mean, right. I just that's just sad. It wasn't even a situation where it was uh, Joe Montana and Kansas City type of deal because Montana still had a little bit of gas still left. Favre had nothing. He just didn't. That's he so really funny. didn't have a whole lot of anything. You know, i got one more thing to add about the Jets, uh, and, I'll, and, and then I'll go back to, to, to our Giants podcast here. But isn't it funny? And I, and, I, and I told my buddy this, too, that all the minor the, – what we consider the minor teams – in New York City, uh, in, the, in, the, in the New York metro area, all rhyme. The Mets, Jets, the Jets. Nets. Yeah. Isn't that hilarious? I just find it to be totally hilarious. I just and, really and, find and it And it's totally very hilarious. funny, too, because most Mets fans are Jet fans. That's right. <laughs> and most Yankee fans are Giant fans. Yep. So. True, true that. True that. That's just <laughs> uh, all the misery. The misery of being a Mets and Jets and Nets fan. It's just hilarious to me. Uh, we'll get you out here on this. Um, let's just say we're – I hate to say this, though, but if you all miss the playoffs this year, do you think mm-hmm. this is Tom Coughlin's last stand? And perhaps Jerry Reese's, that's Jim Manager's last stand. Yeah, I, I do. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily about Reese. I think that it will be Coughlin's, and I don't necessarily think mm-hmm. it will be a firing. Like I said last week, I think that it would most likely be him retiring and saying, you know what, yeah. I'm done. I don't right. think that they would fire Tom Coughlin. I, I think Coughlin is a fine coach. I've, you know, I've grown up with Coughlin seeing him, Eagles, 
And of course he did such a great job with the Jaguars and he's just, he's the last true old time type coach, you know, and the players respect the players are had a tough time with him at first, just I think mainly because of his strictness, but I do think regardless, they respect him and obviously he winning two Super Bowls for the Giants, you know, the Maras love him. I think that if they do miss the playoffs this year, instead of saying you're fired, which, of course, it doesn't matter because if they lose their first three games, it's going to be all over the New York papers that Coughlin's on the hot seat. Coughlin's always right. on the hot seat. He loses a game, right. he's on the hot seat. It doesn't matter. I mean, he could have the perfect season and lose the last game of the season, and it'd be like, you know, even though they're trying to go into the playoffs, Coughlin's on the hot seat. Like, it just seems to be that that's all the New York papers print is he loses a game, his job's in jeopardy. Right. right. And you know, as a matter of fact, I think the last Super Bowl run, his job was on the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what I had said before. <laughs> I had said that when, like, they were losing six in a row and they were talking about firing Coughlin. I was like, no. I was like, they're not going to fire him. The last time they said they were going to fire him, please keep printing that because when they printed that, we won a Super Bowl. Like, of course, right. that didn't happen, but that was just, you know, yeah. sort of my fandom coming out in that aspect. <laughs> but they always <laughs> print that, that his job's on the hot seat. They lose two in a row, three in a row. Coughlin's about to get fired. He's not getting fired. You know, he could have another, you know, less than stellar season. And at the end of the season, the only thing that's going to happen is he's going to retire. I really would yeah. be very shocked if the Giants organization replaced him and, you know, hired a new coach and fired him even during the season or even fired him at the end. I I just don't see it happening. It could be wrong, Yeah, but I don't think so. Right. And I tend to agree. I think, I I don't think Cup is going to go out like that. I think he'll be in his own terms, but, but we Mm -hmm. should see. We're hopeful for the best, but Pam, Pamela, homegirl, (laughs) Thank you very much for being a good sport and making this podcast. I enjoyed this, and hopefully we'll do it again during the season. Oh, absolutely. Take care, sis. Oh, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, bye now. That was my homegirl, Pamela Michelle from uh, AK Sporty Diva on Twitter. Make sure to give her a follow. She's a great follow. Also, Sports Fusion, Sports Blog, Creator, Tribute to WEEI 93.7 FM in the New England area, uh, bringing out her beloved Giants. So, thankfully, the tech gods were great to me tonight, so it's all good. At any rate, thank you all for tuning in to the podcast. We'll keep the NFL Super Fan Series going tomorrow night. In the meantime, this is Scott Burks signing off. Oh, six, y'all. Good night.